0: Welcome to the Lisa Fisher Said Podcast. I'm Lisa Fisher, a longtime broadcaster and journalist and now a health coach based in Arkansas who's been in front of a microphone or a camera since the 1980s. I think of myself as the queen of Arkansas media. I started this podcast in 2020 with the very guest I have on today, and I did that to help you live a better life. So for this episode, we're keeping the theme alive in 2024 that you can lose weight without expensive peptides and gym memberships and all the things because it's Jin Stevens, everybody. She's the New York Times best-selling author, the mother of intermittent fasting, and the very person that taught me how to fast back in 2017 when I listened to her podcast. She has a new book out now, and I hope you grab it. It's the 28-Day Fast Start, but you'll get to hear from Jen right after this. I love going to the website for MarlsGate.com. MarlsGate.com. It's hard to even define it in just a few sentences, but it is this historic property in Scott, Arkansas, a small community about 15 minutes from downtown Little Rock. And on this property that was built in the 1850s, the original home is there. The pecan orchards, the acres of beautiful property tenderly, lovingly cared for now by the Talbot family, just the third family of owners with this property. And they bought it in 2017. And wow, what they are doing in restoring it and keeping it up. And it's impressive. And not just Marlesgate, but it's everything really the Talbot family, what they're doing in this community. Bo is a hustler and so is Martha Ellen. And that means you can see what they're doing with their heirloom foods, the culinary arts, the lodging they have by land and water. I love the restaurant, Scott Station. We're crazy about that restaurant. But for the rest of you, if you're wondering what Marles Gate is, it could be the perfect event location for your treasured event. Because this isn't just a venue. This is somebody's home, and it turns into a memory that's talked about. generations find out more by going to the website marlsgate.com i'm on the Acles carpet one website right now and if there's any home improvement project you have brewing for 2024 Now's the time to pull the trigger. They have great deals. They always do. And these change. So if you're listening to this in a month other than January of 2024, definitely still check it out because they have things that are seasonal. They have products that they think, you know what, inventory's low. Let's get rid of it. And they have really good prices. But I'm looking at the different options and what you need to know about. Now, I say anything really ceiling to floor they can help with because now they can do bathrooms they can do kitchens and but it is the flooring that gave richard Akel his rightful place as king of flooring in arkansas so they've got the tile the carpet the luxury vinyl that's what people are going crazy for right now and they can show you the different things you can order samples Guys, their customer service is so good. They will beat the big box store prices. Yeah, stop your device and rewind that. They will beat the big box store prices. They stand behind all their work. They have the best installers. I know, because I'm a customer. You can be too. Find them on their website or in the show notes, aclescarpet onecom She won most talkative in high school, and she has been running her mouth ever since. Welcome. To the Lisa Fisher Said Podcast with your host, Lisa Fisher. Okay, we're starting off 2024 with the best way. People getting healthy. Jen Stevens, I call you the mother of intermittent fasting. And I love it that a new book has been published because you just start hitting those, uh, you you get on the keyboard there. When was your first book written? What year? I wrote it in 2016. And wasn't that just like for the school teachers there at Augusta? Like it was, it wasn't really, you didn't know you were going to be a worldwide star. No, Lord, no. It actually is kind of funny. It I was
1: running a Facebook group that had grown to include people that I didn't know. Like, how rude. Who are these it people was like, that keep coming in t- and I don't right, know It was you? like 10,000 10, people. <laughs> not yet. That was not yet. Oh, not even that big. No, it, in 2016, when I started writing the book, it was like 1,500. I mean, it was not very big at all. And I mean, when I say how rude, I love that people join. So don't get me yeah, wrong. Right. But they came in and they didn't know who I was. They just randomly joined this group. And then they had questions and then they would argue and then they would say, "Why, well, yes. you know, put lemon in my water and it works. And I'm like, I'm tired of explaining, you know, I had a pinned post back in, this is, you know, 2016. Like I said, I had a pinned post in the group and I kept adding stuff to it. Like read this, look at that, here's a resource. And it got crazy long and I kept telling people, go read the pinned post. And it was a hodgepodge and people said, well, I just want to read a book. What book should I read? And every single book out there had some flaws. Like, I love Doctor. Burt Hearing, but his fast five book, he's like drink diet sodas, whatever. Yeah, he did say that. And he's yeah. very loosey goosey about that. And I'm like, well, but ignore that. But you know, the five hour window is good. And then Jason Fung had come out with the Obesity Code, and it was fabulous. Which is too too sciencey. But he doesn't tell you what to do. And no,
0: <laughs> his no. only
1: plan is like alternate daily fasting in the back. And I'm like, there's no book I can send people to. I'm a school teacher. I'm going to write one. Yes, to give to my friends, but also for these, you know, 1,500 people or however many there were. Maybe it was up to 3,000 by then. I can't remember completely. But however many it was, it was a fraction of what it would end up. But I wrote it just to give people all the best advice in one location.
0: And it was self-published and you sold it on Amazon, right? And it's still self published, and it's still on
1: Amazon. Delay don't deny living an intermittent fasting lifestyle. Still available seven. So does your
0: publisher not want to come in then and publish it under? Are you St. Martin's Press? I forgot. I am with St. Martin's Press, which is a division of Macmillan. They do. They would
1: like to have it under the umbrella. I don't want you to. But it's it's financially they. um, I've had this conversation with my with my editor many times, and they they may be able to figure out. It just depends, but. When you self-publish, you make, you know, an X number of dollars per, yep. you know, per copy sold. Whereas if you yep. have a traditional publisher, it's this much, know. <laughs> you know, because it's their book, not yours. Right. So I still retain control and I get a lot more money from every copy sold, even if it's just, you know, a tiny few copies sold. But it's really not tiny. It still sells every day. So if they were able to come up with the
0: right amount of financial
1: incentive, they could. Yeah, that's for, right. but That's right. Money for, for talks.
0: Yeah, It does. So, well, let's just go through the, what you have here, your history. Okay. Um, You started fasting. Your story is, I mean, you start. you said you fasted and then you didn't really fast, but you really started fasting. Was that 14, 2014? Yeah, it was 2014. This is my,
1: we're recording this the very end of November. This is my 10th holiday season as an intermittent faster. Awesome. That's amazing. Yeah.
0: Which is free, which people are thinking, why is that significant? Because there's freedom. We did not fret over one Mm -mm. piece of turkey or cheesecake or if our pants would fit the next day. Doesn't even cross our mind. No. And they did. They did fit the next day. Right. Because you followed an intermittent fasting lifestyle. So you started in 2014. You had um, almost a hundred pounds to lose. Were you at I lost 80, 80 something? I lost 80 pounds. A, 80 yeah. pounds. Okay. I was at 210
1: and pounds and I'm, a, wow. I'm five, five ish. So, yeah. Yeah. And
0: small, I mean, you have small parts. You've been in my yeah. home. You're, you're I'm a petite little. woman. Yeah, yeah. You're little. So, uh, that, that's just incredible. So that's 2014. Then you started thinking, well, Facebook, that's a good way to communicate and just answer these questions. And then that blew up. How big did that initial Facebook? Group get to the well, my combined denied. groups the one meal a day group, the delayed on oh, yeah. deny group, the advanced
1: group we got up to almost 500,000 combined members. And really, the reason I started it is not because I wanted to spread the word to anyone beyond myself and my friends. Seriously, when I started that first Facebook group in 2015, it was because I didn't like the vibe in the groups I was in. Because, again, people are arguing about stuff. And I'm like, I don't want to do all that. I don't want to argue with people on social media. That's like the least fun thing to do, even in 2015. I knew that already. And so in 2015, I started my first group. And it was me. And I put my husband in it. He was not an intermittent faster at that time, but you cannot not start a group with one person. <laughs> I'd have two. So he was in <laughs> oh, it just as a so placeholder. Cute. I know. And it was August of 2015. And it was a place for me and my friends to come and talk about how we were doing intermittent fasting. And again, like I said, people just started wandering in. But like early days, we talked about anything. I remember saying,
0: hey, what deodorant are you all using? I mean, <laughs> like that. Well, I used what you told me to use. So are I Are you still- using Lumi? Yep, because you told yeah. me to. Oh my God. It's because so good. I tried, um, and I do love the clean products that I use from yep. Beauty Counter. Beauty I Counter, I love, love them.
1: They're deodorant. But I'm in the
0: South, and my pit started yeah. stinking in August. And I messaged yeah. you, and you said, Go Lumi. And I, I just wanted to make sure it was safe and clean. And you said, Yes. Yeah. So
1: you're we Well, are. I love it. They sponsored my podcast, but this oh, is do? not a sponsored conversation. I no, just literally. Literally love them because no. I had tried natural deodorant. Every and people always said, "Well, mine works," and I'll try it. Uh I'm like, "Well, no, it doesn't." Me too. (laughs) But Lumi's the first one that works. A lot of them have like coconut oil and stuff in there, and it stains my clothes because I guess I'm heavy-handed. I don't know.
0: Oh yeah, maybe that was it. But no, I still go to the trough and see what Jen's saying. So, but (laughs) just to get everybody up to date, you kind of left Facebook and you did something really brilliant. You Mark Zuckerberg this this thing, and you made your own community. I did.
1: Well, it's just, you know, the thing about Facebook, and, and I left Facebook with my community in 2021 when we were right at 500,000 people. It was a hard decision to make because, you know, I had had a New York Times bestseller by that point and people were listening to my podcast and still buy my books. And I thought, if I leave Facebook, am I blowing it all up and no one will ever, the, the secret to my success has been Facebook and everything's going to go to zero. And I despised Facebook so much by that point, uh, the work that I was doing because of the, the arguing and the, it's. It was. It was. It and was then stealing there was my censorship soul. too. They were starting the, yeah, censorship. It and got that to the was, point I didn't oh. care if it blew up everything. It was going to be worth it because it was like literally felt like a really bad like traumatic relationship. Yeah, because people were just it, people were in a highly agitated state also mm-hmm, in mm-hmm. early twenty twenty one. If you know That's what right. I mean, but. I it was really, really hard. Instead of helping people, all I was doing was managing stuff, like managing mm-hmm. people who were mad because we told them they couldn't have lemon. I mean, it mm-hmm. was it was awful. So mm-hmm. leaving Facebook was one of the best decisions I ever made. Now, I loved Facebook, and I'm grateful, believe it or not, to the being able yep. to have grown my my platform there. But, you know, they stopped showing things to people. Mm-hmm. Like groups don't work the way they mm-hmm. used to in nope. 2015. It's nope. really, really different. If I tried to
0: start something on Facebook today – It wouldn't work the same. Anytime I complain about it, my son says, so mom, you're telling me the man who owns the business, you're mad at the way he's uh, set out rules that don't benefit you and you pay zero for it. And I'm like, you're right, you're right. So I have to back off and just go back to my place, you know, but it's true. You were you were smart to do that. It's the Delay Don't Deny group, and anyone can join it. And there's a, m- a small monthly fee to be a part of it. And then yep. I guess you still have moderators, though, right? That still kind no, of manage we don't even conversations.
1: Need them. No, we don't need to. Uh, it, it's if you go to oh. jenstevens.com slash community, you can find the Delay Don't Deny community. And I mean, I have two admins that are like really like helped me set it all up and helped me manage it from the back end. However we don't need to moderate content. We don't have people oh. who are mad. It's not, apparently
0: $9.99 a month keeps away anyone with a bad attitude. <laughs> who well, knew? <laughs> you know, this is the truth. The trolls, yeah. and that's, you know, the, someone who just is on mm-hmm. internet just to stir up trouble uh, to poke the bear, That they don't want to do it. They're not going to pay, pay $9.99 money.
1: a month. And it's not very much. I wanted it to be you know, reasonable so that anyone could join. Like, literally, if you're doing intermittent fasting, you're going to save more than $9.99 a month just in the fact that you're not driving through getting lattes or you're not eating breakfast in the morning anymore. unbelievable. You're right. So you'll actually save money. But you're in a place that's safe where we're we're having conversations that are deeper and we're not just trying to manage problems. We don't have problems. It's amazing. Well, does
0: it drive you crazy? Because one thing that I know when people have groups as large as yours got – Then the same question comes up, which is the reason you wrote a book about things like, can I chew gum during the fast? Right. Do you just say, look at the pin posts there too? Or do well, you just I answer to.
1: it? <laughs> but, yeah. um, you know, now the people who are finding me and coming to my community are a more educated group got because it. they didn't just accidentally wander into a Facebook group that they don't know how they got there. They had right. to go to my website. That means they know who I was before they got there. They know something okay. about me because they listen to my podcast. So they already know. But, you know, I have a background as an elementary school teacher and so I'm used to having to answer the same question 42 times in a minute. Oh, <laughs> that's true. <laughs> it's
0: and my background missing a, th- and my training, and, yeah, and missing a few teeth. So, well, exactly. which could be the typical Arkansas person in your group. I'm sorry, <laughs> low hanging fruit. <laughs> All right, and then I'm just getting everybody up to date because I know, I mean, I would hope that most of my listeners know, I started listening to you in 2017. When did you start that podcast with Melanie, the original um, Intermitt Intermittent Fasting fat. podcast? That was 2017, yeah. Oh, it was so it was May of new. 2017. Yeah, if you started in 2017, you were early I days. I did. You're OG. And then I am, yeah. absolutely. And then... It was 2017. You left you, they, you left that group in what year? 20 With with Melanie? That podcast with Melanie. I started did that for five ones. years. I was with Melanie okay. for
1: five years, but I okay. I started a second podcast in right. 2018. So um from in 2017, I just did the intermittent fasting podcast with Melanie. Did that for five years, but in 2018 I added a second podcast, which is intermittent fasting stories. And I was like, "Is just, anybody going to listen to this?" Oh well, my they gosh, do. So they do! They listen. It's so inspiring. Yeah. I love doing it.
0: Yeah. Now, what do you and Sherry do now? Is that intermittent fasting stories? No, it's called Fast Feast Repeat. I we named it oh, after my right. book. Yep, that's Fast right.
1: Feast Repeat: Intermittent Fasting for Life. Because after I left the Intermittent Fasting podcast, you know, Sherry and I were doing a podcast called Life Lessons and. Um we had a nice core group of listeners that were loyal listeners and and they they listened, but the podcast wasn't growing. We did it for two and a half years. So we basically hadn't monetized it. It was like a fun hobby, which is fun no hobby, problem right. for me. I don't mind having right. a fun hobby, but Sherry counted on, you know, if she's gonna work that hard, she wanted to earn some money from it. Sure. So people I'm were asking, yeah. People were asking, you know, could y'all do a fasting podcast? And I'm like, I cannot manage one more podcast. But then we're like, what if we pivot? So we closed down the Life Lessons podcast and started the Fast Feast Repeat intermittent fasting story. I mean, Fast Feast Repeat intermittent fasting for life. July of this past year, and we are already over half a million listens.
0: Unbelievable! Unbelievable.
1: Yeah, so.
0: Unbelievable. I'm writing all this down and we'll put this in the show notes in okay. case somebody is from another planet and has never heard of you or this concept, This these words called intermittent fasting. Yeah. So it is January. Somehow January is supposed to be the one that ushers us into uh, size four genes and it never works. Everyone who starts that January mm-hmm. cleanse, that January diet, by the third week, you've never gotten past the book of Genesis and the Bible because you were going right. to read the Bible in a year or two. And you... You abandon your dream of running the New York City Marathon and whatever else. So, we, we want to talk to our listeners that we don't start in January. This happens to be in January, but you start the day tomorrow. You, start. Tomorrow. you start. Tomorrow. Tomorrow. Whatever. So, or, whenever you're listening with
1: the magic of podcasts, someone might be listening to this at any time. That's so, true. the best day to start is after you f- have your last bite of food tonight, your last
0: sip of whatever it is,
1: you start. So start today, actually. Best start time to today. Right, yeah.
0: right. How did you start? When did you did you wait till a Monday then? Because you had diet brain, the old diet brain. Oh, told I did. Us to I had diet brain, day. and you know, I I got up
1: to two hundred and ten pounds, like I said, and I was obese. And it was when I was on a family cruise, and I saw pictures of myself in spring of twenty fourteen that I realized, you know, I got to do something. And I had been dabbling in intermittent fasting from two thousand nine to twenty fourteen, but. I didn't understand the idea of it being a lifestyle and back then everyone who was talking about intermittent fasting said intermittent fasting works cuz it allows you to eat fewer calories that's the only reason and so I was like well it's just it's like any other diet it's just a tool And so I would start and stop and I didn't understand the metabolic benefits, the metabolic flexibility. I didn't understand being fat adapted. I understood none of that. I just thought I can eat fewer calories. Well, intermittent fasting was really hard. I also didn't understand the clean fast, which is one other reason why it was hard. I didn't let my body adapt. I didn't understand fasting clean. And so I just would do it for a couple of days, then stop and it never stuck right so finally in 2014 i was like followed the same you know path i always did and i ended up doing keto it was the first time i'd ever done keto i always mm-hmm. had dabbled in low carb never once lost weight on low carb beyond the 4 pounds you lose right away from water weight right. never but for sometimes this was going to be different so the entire summer of 2014 i did i did keto full on keto didn't lose any weight at all. And you're a rule abider. Like you write things down. Oh, my Lord. I was like, yes, you tell me the magic number is 20, 20. And I wasn't doing that net carb nonsense. I was like 20 grams of carbs. Like I was eating very low carb and lost no weight, never felt satisfied. But because I'm a rule follower, I had, the. I don't know if you remember this, the Catonics. Keto breath analyzer that you plugged in.
0: Oh. And you blew into it. Yeah, to plug
1: it in, it would charge up. You blew into it, it would show red. So I was blowing red. I was in ketosis. So that means you were
0: in ketosis? Oh, yeah.
1: I was absolutely in ketosis, losing no weight because I was eating all the time. I was not fasting. I was eating all the time. I was not fasting. Yeah. Okay. I was fat adapted from keto, but I was burning the fat I was eating. I was putting a lot of fat in, right? Because then they said you could. As long as you don't eat 20 grams of fat, you're going to lose weight. Not true for my body. I lost zero pounds, but I was in ketosis. So I started, I was like, this is not working and I hate it. So I ended up rereading the Carbohydrate Addicts Diet. Do you remember that one? Yes. Well, here's the thing about that diet. Here was their plan. They wanted you to eat low carb all day long. And then every night you had one reward meal. The reward meal could have carbs, anything you want. And I'm like, you know what? That reminds me of fast five, you know, the, the five hour yeah. eating window, the, 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 the intermittent recovery. fasting. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, and then I reread the, like I said, the carbohydrate addicts diet. And in the introduction, the author talks about her weight loss journey. She lost over 100 pounds. She talks about how she had to fast for a um, blood draw, but the blood draw got postponed till the evening. So she didn't eat all day and then she had one meal. And then she, that was the weight loss plan that she followed to lose over 100 pounds. She literally fasted all day long and ate one meal a day, lost over 100 pounds. But when she wrote her diet plan, she's I guess it, it, she wrote it in the 90s. Fasting was certainly not on anyone's mind. She came up with the idea of low carb all day then that one meal. I guess maybe it would sell more books. People weren't ready for fasting. But she did, literally did one meal a day.
0: But didn't you you have said this before, that anytime you meet with your publisher, they're always like, Jen, how many calories or how many yeah. how many pounds will they lose in a certain amount of time? They always need an incentive. You're the first person not to dangle a sure. carrot well, in any type of media to tell people you're just going to fast. Yeah, that's it. And, you know, when I switched
1: over from keto and said, I'm done with that, I'm just going to eat w- one meal a day or in the afternoon or in a five-hour window or whatever it might have been at the time. I reintroduced all the carbs, everything I wanted to eat. Because your body thrives on carbs. Well, my body does. I, I need carbs for satiety, But yes. I immediately started losing weight. I started losing about oh. a pound a week at that point okay. and with adding the carbs back. So I was eating within an eating window. I started losing about a pound a week. And I was still getting into ketosis during the fast every day because I had my little ketonics. And I remember being blown away because at that time, no one was talking about Intermittent fasting getting you into ketosis. It was just you had to eat keto to be into ketosis. And you know, and that you've, was it.
0: You've debunked that. Well, myth. I,
1: I was like, look, I had a hamburger and fries last night for dinner. And now I am blowing ketones again. Yep. And I'm like, how is this possible? And so That blew my mind,
0: you know, the whole idea of, huh. Well, scientifically explain (laughs) that because I do tell that to people and they've been with their trainer and their trainer told them that that wasn't accurate. So that's who I get in a lot of fusses with are sometimes these personal trainers and dietitians. Because, you know,
1: they're, they're they're there's truth behind every misleading statement, right? Okay. The whole idea that you can't get into ketosis- Unless you uh, totally eliminate carbs or fast for 40 days and 40 nights, whatever it might be, it it gets something, forgets about that our, think about our liver, okay? Our liver is a storage tank. Now, our liver does a lot of things. It is not Mm -hmm. only a storage tank. Mm -hmm. But I would like you to only visualize, just for for this idea, think of your liver only, its only job in this analogy is to store glycogen. Or something—it's storing stuff. Your liver mm-hmm. is a storage tank, but mm-hmm. we're going to think about glycogen. Glycogen is a quick source of fuel that your body can use. So, when your liver has glycogen in it and you're not eating, your liver dumps out the glycogen to, to fuel your body, keeping your blood sugar, you know, where it needs to be. But eventually, your your liver is going to run out of enough glycogen to keep releasing and then if you're metabolically healthy like you are and I am and people who do intermittent fasting for a while are your body flips that metabolic switch to fat burning and then your liver takes the fat converts it into ketones wow so we've been taught if you're only looking at it through the low carb or keto community that the the only way to deplete your liver glycogen is to never put any carbs in ever again And you're just going to eat fat. And then you're not, obviously, if you're eating fat, a lot of fat, your body is not storing a lot of glycogen in your liver because you're not consuming it, right? But if we fast, during the fast, your body depletes that liver glycogen as well. And yes, when you eat, if you're eating carbs, you put some back in. But the key is that if you're doing intermittent fasting over time, like when you start on day one. You know, when when you're fasting on day one, you've never fasted before. You've been eating carbs. You're not doing any restrictive diet. Your full liver tank has got glycogen in it. When you're fasting, it depletes some of that. Then you eat, put put some back, but you don't put back as much as your body took out. Then the Mm -hmm. next day it depletes some more and then you put a little more back in. So gradually over, I don't know, 28 days or whatever it takes for your body, your liver glycogen gets low enough that, during the fast that your body has to flip that metabolic switch and then you get into ketosis. Now, you can totally have too long of an eating window to ever get into ketosis. Like if you're eating, you know, in a 12-hour eating window every day and you're putting lots and lots in, then your liver stays in balance. You never flip that metabolic switch. But if you're like me, I end up with probably about a 5-hour eating window every day. I'm I'm not putting so much in every day that it totally fills my liver back up. So was well, that, one of my did favorites. I explain that well enough to yes, make sense?
0: I'm okay. very visual. And because you <laughs> taught gifted and talented uh, yeah. children for years and you had yep. your doctorate in that, you are very visual in the way. you. Well, let me things.
1: just say the reason that fasting finally felt easy for me after keto is because I had depleted my liver glycogen. See, I had been doing keto, didn't lose any weight because I was putting enough fat in that that's the fat my body was burning. I was making ketones from the fat I was putting in, not from my body fat. But my liver glycogen was sufficiently depleted. So when I started intermittent fasting and added all the carbs back, I wasn't able to fully, you know, refill my liver in a five hour eating window. And so I just seamlessly kept going and stayed in ketosis during my fast. And then you go out of ketosis while you're eating. And you know, that being metabolically flexible means your body can choose whatever fuel source it needs from time to time. We are designed to be that way. We are not designed to be 100% sugar burners 24 seven. I also don't think we're designed to be in ketosis 24-7. I think we are metabolically supposed to be going back and forth between fuel sources. So.
0: Well, um, one thing you talk about in Fast, Feast, Repeat, which is a great book. Really, everyone needs to have that. Well, I love Delay, Don't Deny. I mean, yeah. because I've been around all this time. I've loved that book, uh, Fast, Feast, Repeat. You talk about one of your fun things because you love a quiz. You loved it when love Facebook started all the quizzes. Yeah. And so you like to know if someone was the rip the Band-Aid off person mm-hmm. or if they were someone that gradually walked into it. Now that you've written the 28-day fast start, are you giving any inclination then that people should maybe be a little keto before they start their well, journey? Well, see, that's 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 one of the plans. In here's my new book. I'm holding it up.
1: 28-day yes. fast start day by day available now for everyone who's That's listening, right. That's right. Um, even though I'm holding up an advanced reader copy, it's available now. You know, if you look back at Fast Feast Repeat, the Fast Feast Repeat chapter um, called 28 Day Fast Start has a quiz and you choose your plan. That same exact quiz, oops, that same exact quiz, same exact plan is in this one too. Oh, okay. But, but the thing is, is that the easy does it approach, the very, very easiest one where you're really easing in is based on that same idea. You okay. start off and day one, you eat a low-carb breakfast and a low-carb lunch and then a regular dinner. Got that's it. what you do for week one. That's just on the easy does it plan. You know, if you're rip off the Band-Aid, maybe you're starting, I can't remember, it's an eight-hour window you start with in week one. You're just mm-hmm. skipping breakfast and I think that's, that's right. it. Yeah. yeah, I think you just mm-hmm. skip breakfast and you just go mm-hmm. right in. But I really do think that there's no... Um, it's not a coincidence that the time that intermittent fasting stuck for me is when I started fully fat adapted. I mean, it makes a lot of sense.
0: Yes, it you were easing on down the road a little yeah. simpler than some yeah. of you came from a, a standard American diet, the sad right. diet, which is an addiction. I mean, it, it oh, takes yeah. a minute to detox from that. yeah, um but so that that is a good way to put it. Now, another one of your, early addictions you talked about was your uh, frothy coffee you would have in the afternoon as a school teacher. The kids <laughs> yep. even knew when yep. Miss Stevens had her coffee and it was zero calorie and zero right. you know, stevia this, blend of that. And we now know it sabotaged your ability mm-hmm. to burn fat. So it kind yep. of explained the science behind that and why it's important to just drink water, people. Well, if people don't want to take
1: my word for it, here's what you go- you Google. Google insulin Anti-lipolytic PubMed. I always put that word PubMed at the end of anything if you're trying to find the research because that'll take you right to all the published journal articles instead of like the nonsense that you just find on the internet. So insulin, anti-lipolytic PubMed. This is not, you know, like woo-woo craziness. This is like Mm -hmm. people uh, No, insulin is a storage hormone. It is what our body- A fat-storing hormone. Well, it does lead to storing, but it also, like, if you think about it through the lens of diabetes, we all have heard of insulin. Most people only think of it as something diabetics have to inject. I have a diabetic cat. He's fat. He gets insulin shots twice a day. Because he has insulin shots. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, he has to have insulin. We have to have insulin. Insulin is not bad. We have to have it. But you don't want to have too much. That's the problem. Like, literally everything... There's a sweet, oops, sorry, banging my microphone because I'm talking with my hands. There's a sweet spot for everything. Somewhere between zero and too much is where you're mm-hmm. supposed to be. And insulin mm-hmm. is one of those things. Um, insulin is for storing. You know, when we think of it, like I said, with a diabetic, you know, like my dad is is a type two diabetic. His blood sugar goes way too high. And then he has to inject more insulin. So it so will lower insulin his blood sugar. It's not
0: doing its job. Insulin's job is to take the glucose and usher it to the cells. Exactly. So in your dad's case, because He's if glucose is getting resistant. too high. Yeah. Okay. It, his yes. insulin is resistant. There you go. And that's what type two diabetes
1: really is. You know, type one diabetes is the opposite. It's when your pancreas doesn't produce sufficient insulin to manage your blood sugar and you have to take insulin. But with type two diabetes, it actually is a disease of too much insulin. Mm -hmm. And so then your body becomes insulin resistant. Most people have probably heard that terminology, insulin resistance. But you really have too much insulin, but then you still need more and more and more to get your blood sugar down and now you're injecting more and more just to do the same job, then eventually it might burn out your pancreas. And now you completely, it's like you're, I don't know what they call it. Is it type one and a, I can't remember. Um, there but, is a
0: type one and a half now,
1: but you get to the point with type two diabetes that now you're insulin dependent forever. And your pancreas is mm. not functioning properly anymore. Cause you've, mm. you've really, you've overworked it. So when it comes to insulin, we want to have insulin low when we're in the fasted state because we're not taking in anything that's going to need to be stored, right? Mm-hmm. We want mm-hmm. to release what's already there, you know, our stored fat, mm-hmm. our, li- our liver glycogen. We want to use what's already in our bodies. Your body has plenty of fuel in it right this minute. Every person listening, your body has tons of fuel in it. It's got, like I said, the glycogen stored in your muscles, stored in your liver, also plenty of fat mm-hmm. in there stored even if you're a healthy weight you've still got a lot more fat than you might Mm -hmm. think in your Mm -hmm. body but we want to use that up but now let's imagine insulin is high well that is anti-lipolytic like i said which means anti-fat burning lipolysis is fat burning
0: you know we change the calendar we're a new year a new month but one thing that hasn't changed the plight of the dog rescues and their need for funds how can you help you can help by going to dogtalktv.com link is in the show notes and find out how you can buy some of the books written by these authors who adore dogs pat becker wallace being one of them she's Nadoy certified so that means she Dog obedience trainer. She she knows her stuff. She is a dog whisperer and a dog lover. She's an animal lover. In fact, she's written many of the books on DogTalkTV.com. And if you go there, you might even recognize her because in Oklahoma City, she had a PBS uh, critically acclaimed show on PBS. Um, she's just been around taking care of animals and really contributing to charities for a long time. But what you do is when you buy one of the books there, the proceeds, part of the proceeds of the books goes to the rescues. Now, you can even designate which rescue here in central Arkansas. We have a couple. We have care and we have out of the woods. Um, I believe even Oklahoma City has some. You can reach out to the people on the website and ask them about maybe a local charity close to you in one of these dog rescues. That's how important it is that we support the dog rescues. You can do it right now by buying some books at DogTalkTV.com. I did a brilliant thing recently. I called David's Burgers for their burger bar. Now, if you've listened to my podcast, or if you're in central Arkansas, you know the name David's Burgers. And that's because these people, they know how to flip a burger, serve a burger, and their customer service is second to none. But what they also know to do, and how to do it, it's how to cater a party. Now, the requirements on the burger bar is just more than 10 people. I had 28, so that was easy, check. They even told me when I came to pick it up, they said, Miss Fisher, we would have delivered it to your home. And I went, really? It was so convenient for me to go because I just popped the back of the SUV and they put in, they brought in the burgers uh, that are in the buns. They uh, bring the cheese separately. They have all the fixings and then they have the french fries. And that's what these kids went crazy for. In fact, there were, there were about eight teenagers in this crowd. So they all were very familiar with David's burgers and the fries. People go crazy over it. People go crazy over their food. And it was just a simple thing to do. Cleanup was easy. I'm recommending for 2024, you make it your life's goal to do this one time, and then you'll do it often. But if you need catering, call David's Burgers.
1: So if your levels of insulin are high, it's kind of like your body can't even see all that fat. It's like you can't get to it. It's, it's like locked behind you know, this, these high levels of insulin. And so we need to lower our insulin. Fasting is the best way to do it. But here's where it gets tricky. We've been so trained as calories in, calories out, that we think that if something has zero calories, that it's perfectly fine to have, like a diet soda zero calories in your coffee, stevia with the flavoring in there. I, I would always drink um, you know, coffee. I would put stevia in there, cinnamon. It was delicious in my coffee. And I thought, well, it has zero calories. How bad could it be? Well, I read the obesity bad. code. Well, yeah, <laughs> right. I read the obesity code in 2016. And that is where I learned about the cephalic phase yes. insulin response you know cephalic means brain related to our brain and so they did this um there have been plenty of studies but one that really sticks out to me they did with rats or mice they painted the oral cavity of these little rodents with an artificial sweetener zero calories they didn't even swallow it okay all they did was taste it they painted their oral cavity with this sweetener zero calorie and those little rodent pancreases released insulin in response. That was the cephalic phase insulin response. And it was because, think about this, why does our body release insulin? Well, to lower our blood sugar. We're going to need to lower our blood sugar. So if you're having something sweet at any time in life history other than the modern day, you were having honey, fruit, something that was going to raise your glucose. Because all the things in nature that are sweet have, have blood sugar, response coming along later once your body digests that strawberry or that honey your blood sugar is going to go up so the brain Which says, let me
0: let me interrupt you too this is yeah. where people will say they demonize the one sugar but not the other yeah but it's all the same well, to the your not no your your no. brain just
1: says "Ooh, i know sweet. what that taste means it's sweet yes. Yes. We're going to have higher blood sugar soon, so let's get ready for it. Pancreas, go ahead and send out some insulin. Mm-hmm. And so that's what happened with these little rodents. Artificial sweetener on the, in the mouth. Brain said, oops, cephalic phase insulin response. Pancreas released some insulin. So insulin is up. They actually then took that a step further and severed the, um, the nerves from the tongue to the brain, repeated the experiment pain of the oral cavity with the artificial sweetener the ma- the mice could no longer taste it cuz the nerves were severed they did not have an insulin response so wow. whenever i hear somebody say and there are plenty of people out in the health world who claim this sweetener doesn't cause an insulin response or that See it one all doesn't the time. all the time and i'm like you know yes, it- you you can't fool. I mean, your brain doesn't know. Oh, that one's allulose. It, it doesn't. I mean, your brain just right. goes sweetness, sweetness. Anyway, I, I see
0: it all yeah. the time. Yeah. Um Okay, so someone is listening to this, and their the, their book will come in tomorrow, or it'll download immediately on Audible. But they have to finish this important podcast first, right? And you're you're giving them a few options on their 28 day fast start, right? What are some things they have? Because this is one thing people always ask me: What foods do I need to buy, Lisa, before I get started fasting? And I'm like, Yeah, you don't buy any foods. <laughs> you know what? What products do I no? You don't buy anything. Yeah. You just well, you here's just start. what you need to have: You need to have a really good quality
1: coffee that you can drink black if you like coffee.
0: Yeah,
1: because black coffee is the only way you should be drinking coffee while you're fasting. We talked a minute ago about not wanting the sweetness. So you, you're you not going to put any sweeteners in your coffee. You're not going to no put spl- any. And no splash of milk no. that you tell me about. <laughs> no splash no. of milk. And, you know, milk is dairy. It is nature's perfect food for growing mammal babies. Now, I am not anti-dairy. I love dairy. It is delicious. I'm not going to tell you not to have dairy, but but it's not fasting.
0: Yeah, and it's not fasting.
1: It's not fasting. It is literally the food nature designed for the period of life when a baby is growing the fastest it will ever grow. Think about that. It actually does cause an insulin response as well. Yeah. You know, it's people yeah. are like, oh, but milk is a free food. No, it isn't. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and a little bit, you're actually going to make the fast harder. So you want to have a good quality coffee. If you think you hate black coffee, you probably have crappy coffee. <laughs>
0: Oh, so there really is a trick because I'm not a coffee drinker. So I don't really know how to walk this path with my clients. Yeah. Except for I've heard you say you can put salt in it and whirl it. Well, up. no, I
1: don't like salt in it. That's crazy talk, but you oh, can. It was You're somebody been No, people your, do
0: people, say that. Okay. Yep. And like, apparently,
1: if you put a sprinkle of salt in your coffee grounds before you brew it, it might cut some of the bitterness. I tried okay. it just because I wanted to see it and I didn't like it because I like black coffee and I'm used to it. Now, when I started, I did not like black coffee, but my taste buds, our taste buds regenerate in like a couple weeks. It's really, it's, yes.
0: Yeah. That's amazing. Cause all of you non that uh, started with your candy coffee and your you know, <laughs> hot
1: milkshake, I call hot it
0: milkshake. Um, a lot of you do make the switch. So it's it's just part of the evolutionary process yes. then. Yes, you can absolutely train
1: your taste buds. And then they are different. And what's amazing to me is I used to be, I mean, I still think I'm kind of a super taster, but I could not tolerate oh, yeah. any bitter foods. And like, for example, I didn't like bitter vegetables. So I didn't no like arugula. No, I didn't no like arugula. Brussels sprouts. All of that tasted really gross to me. But now I like it. And I swear wow. it's because I've opened up my palate to no longer like think bitter flavor profile gross. I now mm-hmm. like those things and mm-hmm. seek them out. But having a good quality coffee, so that's the one thing you can buy. Go buy a good quality coffee. I was sure. at my sister's uh, about a month or so ago. And she she likes her frou fruit coffee. So, you know, whatever. But she had this coffee. It was disgusting. As a black
0: coffee? It, it was, was so
1: gross. Yes. It was really low quality Old, gross
0: oh. coffee. So Sorry, you, sister. No, no, there she goes. There, yeah. Christmas is going to be really difficult next year. Um, yeah. So do you ever then have candy coffee? Do you ever put whipped cream in all the pumpkins? Well, the I can in that? my eating window if I want to. In your eating to. window?
1: And you know what? I I might if I'm out and about and I'm at a little coffee shop and my window is open. It needs to be a really high quality coffee though. Yesterday, my window was open and I was at the grocery store and we have a Starbucks in our grocery store. Yeah. And so I was like, you know, my window is open and they had this new holiday flavor that looks so good. And I'm like, it was a chai. It was like a gingerbread chai. And I like a chai. I like those flavors. I'm like, I'm going to try it because my window's open. It was so gross. I don't know what they put in their mixes, but it tastes like rat poison to me now. Oh, and
0: great. I didn't
1: like it. So I, I threw it away. I did not like it.
0: So here's one thing I know when people make the switch to black coffee, we just saved you 30 or 50 bucks a month. It's true. Just for starters. It's and true. then when you start realizing, I, I really don't need to drive through and get anything for breakfast. Yeah. We're saving you another three. Yeah. You, people, you're going to be rich by March of 2024 if you listen. No. Well, there is a problem though, Lisa.
1: And that right. is you you—you become a food snob to the point yeah, that sure. everything must be window worthy. So now you got to have more expensive food in your eating window. they are buying true. the $20 They're, cheeses because no, you're worth right,
0: it. Right, right, right. <laughs> there are a lot of filet mignon I eat around there here because exactly. I'm not eating anything the during the day. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Okay, so twenty-eight day fast start. You can yep. start tomorrow, and you a good quality coffee for those who drink coffee. Let's you don't have back. to drink
1: coffee, by the way. People who don't want to drink coffee don't start drinking it. You don't have and to. It's just, that would be you me. like I mean, you it. could, yeah. You could put a gun to my head, and I'm still not going to drink it because yeah. it,
0: it tastes like coffee. <laughs> coffee okay. is not
1: required, but if you if you like coffee, it must be black. But plain right. water. I'm look. I'm drinking my plain water right here right. in my Georgia Tech my- cup.
0: I've got my sparkling. I have a yep. new company. This is an Ooh. Arkansas company. Because the problem like. with our Topo Chico, it had high poofas or something. You know that's Pie. old though, right? That information's from 2020,
1: and then they fixed it. Did you know? So that? is it?
0: Is it? No, I knew that they were. It was tweaked yeah. or something. Yeah. But so we're all we're not going to die because you know now, I, you that, know, that I, report. What's
1: funny is Consumer Reports. Released that information in 2020, and there was, you know, they're like these are the brands. There were a bunch of brands that had higher levels than others, and immediately and they're the those...
0: forever chemicals is what yeah. we think oh, yeah. that's in these waters.
1: Immediately, those companies took steps to Smart. cut them, but Smart. everybody just keeps talking about that 20 2020 yeah. numbers and like like that's no. <laughs> I drink Topo Chico in the glass bottle, and
0: you do, yeah, um, the glass bottle. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and so yeah. this is actually an Arkansas product. It's Mountain Valley. Uh, there's a spring and sparkling, and then it comes in a real big bottle. And then, you know, if I don't think Topo Chico ever came in a real big bottle, it's I don't know, liters. If the other one may be a two liter or something wow. bottle, and so I can open that and then kind of sip on that throughout the day because you know, if you c- close it real tight, real quick, does it kind stay of preserve, fizzy? Yes, you yeah. kind of preserve some of the fizz, and that's what I think we all want to do. Uh, that's why the brands we thought we were going to drink the perrier and all that the plastic bottle
1: yeah you know i actually like sparkling water in a can and it has to be unflavored everybody stay away from those flavored varieties that like kroger brand sparkling water somebody who came on my podcast told me about it and she is right and they're cheap. cheap yeah They're real
0: cheap. So they're good to have. So uh, green tea is something else we can have. You can have green tea. explain why. It's because it comes from the bitter profile. And the bitter profile does not stimulate an insulin response. Right. Right. Plain tea. And when I say tea,
1: if you walk down the tea aisle, 99% of that is not actually tea. It's like herbal whatever, herbal yeah. teas. No, most of them do not have a bitter fla- flavor profile. And like you can see the name of it, like apple cinnamon delight, not part of a clean. Ding, pass, ding, ding.
0: right? <laughs> right. That's not your tea.
1: <laughs> Anything that makes your brain think food is coming in, avoid it. Food flavors, spices, all of that, avoid all of that. But actual plain tea, real tea not Earl Grey, Earl Grey has flavoring in it, but mm-hmm. real tea, whether it's black tea, green tea, even white t- white tea, unless you're in Australia, because the white tea to them means you're adding milk and we're not going to add milk, but there's a oh. variety of tea called white tea. And, and that's just plain tea. If it's plain tea, you can have it. A bitter flavor profile does not stimulate an insulin response.
0: Which is fascinating. Yeah. So flat water, uh, sparkling water, and again, no flavors, no, flavors, no yeah. additives. The hardest transition, I've mentioned this before, is if you're a drive-thru person, um, they just assume at Starbucks you want... One time Crap. Chris Fisher yeah. got me a, a hot tea and they put whipped cream in it. <laughs> hot green tea. Yeah. How to toss it. I mean, I'm like... no. And he even yeah. said a plain green tea. They go, okay. And they
1: put it in there anyway.
0: <laughs> yes, because to people, they're like, what's... What's offensive about this? Well, the insulin response. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, so that's funny. what you consume during the fast. Right. And then during the feast, you say you can have your candy coffee. You can and- have
1: whatever you want. Now, that's a, a very broad statement. And I talk in Fast, Feast, Repeat about what that means. Eat whatever you want, emphasis on you. Instead of, don't interpret it as eat whatever you want, because that oh. is, <laughs> those are two different phrases. Yes. Eat whatever you want. Yeah, you know, I think I might have the only intermittent fasting book on the market that doesn't tell you what to eat right? Because every single intermittent yes. fasting book is slanted. It does. If you like low carb and that's the way you feel your best, you're going to really love everything by Jason Fung because all of his books are low carb focused more so and his approach. And if you want to be whole food plant based, you're really going to love mastering diabetes because they're whole food plant based. Well, but let's they have talk about in
0: there too. Let's talk about the elephant in the living room. You almost broke the internet a few months ago (laughs) when you just posted one time that you were eating whole food plant based because your father had been in the hospital. Yeah, got to the mastering diabetes people, and then about a week or two later on your podcast, you're like, "Okay, not so fast." Yeah, and and you, and it shows that it's what we call bio individuality. What works for you. In the season, your seasons will change, too, of what works best for your body. So kind of explain the genesis of what happened. Well, here's the thing. When you start wearing a CGM, you learn a lot which of stuff. Which I now am requiring all my clients to use
1: here's something interesting you know I've worn a CGM I've never worn a CGM while eating low carb because I have I will never go back to eating low carb because I don't enjoy it I don't like it and I will (laughs) not a good fit for you not a good fit for me I don't enjoy it I, I didn't like it and my body needs carbs for satiety but my dad type 2 diabetes hospitalized recently you know, I, I was wearing a CGM and I'm like, you know, I just want to be healthy, healthy, healthy. What works for me. I learned through the Zoe program that my body doesn't clear fat. Well,
0: yeah. So is that part of a blood test that they do? Yes. They okay. had these special muffins that, that the, I think
1: now they're using cookies, but it was, it's really fascinating research. Yeah. Tim Spector out of the UK. Okay. Yeah. And it's right. great. But now great he's research. a vegan, right? He's not a vegan. Mm-mm. Oh, no, Tim, oh. no, Tim Spector, is not, he, he okay. eats all things. He does eat less meat now, I think, than maybe he used to. He's okay. got gut microbiome, folks. He's definitely not a vegan, and they don't tell okay. you to be vegan. Okay, um, good. Yeah, not even a, a little bit. Now, you might be thinking of Dr. Will Bulsiewicz that wrote Fiber Fueled. He's a yeah. vegan, yeah. but he didn't used to be a vegan until he started really learning about the gut, so he changed how he eats based on what he knows about the gut. Anyway, okay. So I learned my body doesn't clear fat well. And wearing the CGM, when I, when I redid the ZOE testing, I did it again in um, October of 2022. They give you these muffins and then you see what happens and you t- have them first thing in the morning and then you have another set of muffins. You, they test your blood and they see what happens. The first set of muffins is a high fat muffin. So they're like, they they design them and it's vegetable oil fat, but it's like high Ugh. fat muffin yeah. and they taste disgusting. But then you, you don't eat anything else for a few hours. Then you have the second set of muffins, which is a low fat muffin. Well, I would like you to predict which time did my blood sugar go up the highest when I had the high fat muffin? It was still a muffin. It still had you know, all the wheat and all the refined and the sugar, it still had sugar in it? Or did my blood sugar go up higher when I had a low fat muffin that was a higher carb, higher sugar muffin?
0: When did my blood sugar... So higher carb on the low fat, I would think by sitting at the feet of Jason Fung that that would give you a higher glucose reading.
1: It didn't. I, my body. Now, how had a, is that
0: possible?
1: Because this is what I learned from the Mastering Diabetes guys, especially, and, and you know, I'm a big believer in bio individuality, right? Yeah, that our sure. bodies are not all exactly the same. That is what is so fascinating. For me, I don't clear fat well. And, you know, the test showed that with after the Zoe test came back. But too much fat in your body can make you insulin resistant because it actually. Kind of think about like if you're doing a lot of deep frying in your kitchen, everything gets all gunked up. Yeah. You know. You're it, it's the the mastering diabetes guys have these great graphics about that that show that it's the fat when you have the high fat and the high carb together, the fat kind of gunks up the work to the point that the glucose can't get into your cell.
0: Well, I can so it see it stays stuck okay, in your blood. I, I, I can see that with the high carb. Well, if you're having high
1: fat and high carb together, like those those first muffins were high fat and high carb. When and I delicious. Had, and delicious, well, no, they're not delicious. They're, oh, they're disgusting because okay. they're science. Okay. They taste like science. I actually have a. I can show you this. I have a. Um, I have saved in my photo albums because it was just fascinating to me. I saved the the blood sugar results. So after the high fat muffins, and I was fasted. I hadn't eaten anything.
0: Okay. Um,
1: since the night before. My blood sugar went up as high as 126 after the high-fat muffins. 126. Now, that's not okay. crazy high. I have pretty no. good blood sugar control. Yeah, you do. But my blood sugar went up to 126 after the high-fat muffins. Then, and I, I ate them. Um,
0: like that was eight, a two-hour eight window.
1: The mo- yeah, that I ate was- the first thing in the morning. Then later in the morning, you eat at, at like at noon, I ate the low fat muffins, but they're still high carb. Okay. They're low fat. My blood sugar, look what my blood sugar did after the low fat muffins. They it's only went up to one Oh one. Yeah. Yeah. One Oh one was it. it and you would actually mm-hmm. think it might even have gone higher after the second eating experience. Cause you already had the, the muffins from the first experience in your body. So you might would think it would go higher the second time, but my, mine did not. So when I look at this data, And I'm like, high-fat muffins, my blood sugar went up to 126. Mm. Low-fat muffins, my blood sugar went up to 101. Clearly, my body has a better glycemic response when I'm not having as much fat. So I overcorrected. Keep this in mind. 126 is not a bad blood sugar response, okay? So I was like panicked by the idea that my dad you know is type 2 diabetic and he's in the hospital and he's not doing well and i want to live healthy and you know do all the things so i'm like well i have proof that my body does better with lower fat so i'm gonna do that well you know what i could do it my blood sugar my blood sugar was so good when i was eating whole food plant-based low fat that i thought my cgm was broken I thought it was miscalibrated because I so was So what getting, would it be, 80
0: to 100, 80, 80 and 90s? It,
1: like I had like a soft pretzel with mustard uh, after dinner one night. My blood sugar spiked up to 99. I mean, that doesn't even make sense. Woo. But I was, I mean, I was I was eating very low fat, whole food yeah. plant-based. My blood sugar was was so low, but but it didn't spike up either. It didn't like go up to 160 and crash up. No, it, it never went up high. It just stayed... It was amazing to see, but food is so delicious, and there's a lot of pleasure. I love dairy. I like a good burger, so I'm like, wait a minute, and butter. I, you like butter? I love butter, and so I, I, I thought my my CGM was miscalibrated, like I said. So I said, well, I've got to test this. So I had like a meal where I had like sausage and cream, and it yeah. was like a soup, beans. So it was like okay. a bean soup, but I added a lot of fat, and I had bread, but I added butter. So I, I had been eating lots of carbs, but low fat. So I just added fat to what I had already been eating, and my blood sugar went higher, just like, like it did with the, <gasps> the Zoe test. And wow. so I was like, well, this really is true. My body does better with whole food, mm-hmm. plant-based, low fat, but... I had that delicious meal with that delicious soup. And I said, and I don't care because I mean, literally it only went up to like 125. And I'm like, why am I forcing myself to eat whole food, plant-based, low fat, which is really, really hard to do and restrictive Yes. when my blood sugar wasn't bad to start with. And Mm -mm. it's not bad after eating Mm -mm. these higher fat foods. So why am I doing this? And so I'm like, okay, calm down. I gave myself diet brain basically. And that just shows how... You know, some of these tools that we've got, like CGMs are amazing. They are. But it was sending me down a path I didn't need to go down chasing things I didn't really need to be chasing when I was really healthy. Now, if I were diagnosed with type two diabetes, let's say I me personally, Jen Stevens, if I yes. did develop diabetes, food is medicine. Right. I would do better with a whole food plant-based lower fat approach. But so I don't want well, like, are- to do that.
0: What did Dr. Bickman and Dr. Fung saying about that type of research? I'd love to hear it. I mean, the foremost well, I mean, you, authorities. You can't argue with that. But, you know, yeah. I was just watching, you know, Diet diet Doctor?
1: Yeah. Well, I just watched one of his videos today. He He's doing some work with satiety. And it's a YouTube video that he's got that's why that. I was
0: wondering what your satiety did when you didn't have the fat. Well, I was okay.
1: I was fine. I was eating a lot more in a longer window. Like I needed to have a longer window to get enough food in. I was also losing weight. When I was eating whole food, plant-based, low carb, I was, I mean, low fat, whole food, plant-based, low fat, I was losing weight. Now, I don't need to lose weight. I don't want to lose weight. Mm -hmm. But I was losing weight. Um, And... I don't want to lose weight or need to lose weight. So that's just another interesting component there. But I was watching Andreas Einfeld. Is that how you say his last name? E E N, I can't remember, but he's Diet Doctor. But he oh, did a that's talk. diet
0: doctor. I was thinking mm-hmm. of somebody else. Okay. No.
1: He um he runs a, a low carb website. Diet doctor is the name of his website. And he does a wonderful talk. It was at like the 2023 low carb. I can I can pull up the picture of it and tell you okay. the talk that he did about it um and he talks about that whole carbohydrate insulin hypothesis okay all right and oh, he was at oh, i don't know where he was low carb something but it the name of it is andreas Einfeldt, and it's e-e-n-f-e-l-d-t-m-d presentation low carb protein or satiety for metabolic health all right. and you remember the book um good calories bad calories yeah
0: Gary Taub,
1: sure. Gary Taub's, and that was one. It came out in t- two thousand seven. Yeah, and it's, that, it's the
0: uh, it's really the OG of the Besides Bert Herring stuff, but it was it, it, early it really adopters. Is. Yeah. Well, he talks
1: about and and Doctor Andreas, whose last name I'm sure I'm saying incorrectly. Low carb. Let's just call him Diet Doctor. Diet okay. Doctor in his talk talks about this carbohydrate insulin model of obesity that okay. really. Gary Tobbs talks about in good calories, bad calories. Right. Well, guess what? Diet Doctor no longer believes that is the cause of obesity. It really? the whole yes, the whole and, and hearing him say that and saying how his thoughts have changed that really impressed me because you know when you're like known for he being the low carb, right. yeah, he's saying it publicly. So, but, and but here's the thing: insulin is anti-lipolytic. That is true. If you eat a bunch of highly refined carbs and sugar, then your blood sugar is going to go up higher. That is true. And so that part of it isn't wrong. But to say carbs are the problem. Carbs always cause high insulin. Carbs always cause... I mean, my my own results show exactly what the mastering diabetes guys show, huh. and and that is that for me, lower fat keeps my blood sugar lower than higher fat does. So interesting, wow! But that- but um, diet doctor's research now is focused on satiety, and it's fascinating to see. Um, you know, they're scoring foods based on satiety and it's based on like satiety per calorie kind of thing. I know we don't count calories. They don't want we you don't. to count calories either, right. but it's a matter of like what foods are going to give you satiety versus what are not. Like here are some very low satiety foods. Butter is a low satiety food, for example. Is it
0: really? If you just eat
1: nothing but butter, it is not very satisfying per calorie. Yeah. The highest satiety food, raw spinach. No. Yeah.
0: Now, see, I I can't wrap my brain around it. Per calorie. Now, you can if if all
1: you ate was raw spinach, you will not be obese. It is you will will not. If you just eat raw spinach all the time, but I mean no one wants to eat that way. They're not telling you to eat that way either. But it's a matter of designing your food so that you feel satisfied. So I love the work that he's doing right now. Like a chocolate chip cookie is very low satiety. Uh, But a chicken breast with broccoli, very high satiety. So I love listening to the diet doctor say how oh guess what low carb is actually not what everybody should or needs to be doing. He is still low carb. He is still low carb. That is what makes That's him feel great. Yeah. But you know he he does he meat with vegetables. That's what makes him feel great. Yeah. If I just have meat with vegetables, I do not feel satisfied. My body requires carbs for satiety. You need like, the I baked I need, potato. I need something starchy. I need beans or I need a potato to feel satisfied or a sourdough roll. But chocolate chip cookies also don't make me satisfied. I could eat like all the chocolate chip cookies and not feel satisfied. But a giant baked potato with butter and sour cream, you don't want any more. I'm going to be really satisfied. So I think the future of what we're going to be talking about in health and wellness is eating for satiety, not for calories, not for macros but for satiety because you don't want to overeat. Even with intermittent fasting, if you eat too much food, you will not lose weight. Your body has no need. Like, you know how I talked about before when I didn't lose weight on keto for all those months, even though I did it perfectly, I was putting in too much fuel. My body never had to go to my stored fuel. I was in ketosis. I never needed to use my stored fuel. So with intermittent fasting, it's about finding a way to eat within your eating window but you don't want to eat more fuel than your body can get through. Right. And then you're going to tap into it during the fast. And it's finding that balance.
0: And this is why you're the queen. Of well, Jen
1: I'm just curious. I'm a curious person. I know you and, are. And I I don't like one size fits all solutions because we're all so very different. And that's and why I don't d- have an eating plan
0: for you. You're going to figure right. out what no, works for you. Yeah. Right. You really don't. And it is, Laurie Lewis always reminds us, love the foods that love you back. Exactly. Yeah. I love when she says that. Yeah. When when you, the more you learn about your body, the more you'll say, okay, this is what works for me. And not apologize. We don't have to, that's one thing I feel like intermittent fasting has taught me. I never go to dinner with people and go, I'm going to drink a Diet Coke because I'm going to have dessert. I don't have to justify what I eat to anybody. And there's so much freedom. Or the times that I go to dinner and I don't eat because I've already eaten that day. Yep, It doesn't matter. Or they say, would you
1: like to see the dessert menu? I'm like, yes.
0: And and sometimes I say yes. (laughs) Absolutely. So there is so much freedom in intermittent fasting. Thank you for ushering in that message all these years. And Jen, being teachable and humble enough to admit the... Mastering diabetes, immediate plan wasn't your plan for life. You no. need to tweak a little. Well, and you know, I, I do think if if I were one of the people that were like, I'm going to
1: optimize and do what's best for me, I would be eating that way. But I am also, I am so, a human who likes pleasure in my life. And I get a right. great deal of pleasure from eating butter and putting a little cream in my soup <laughs> Or Parmesan cheese or whatever. Or having a yeah. burger, right? Having and burger. so, yeah. you know, I don't want to chase perfection that isn't as enjoyable I want to enjoy my life you know that's really really important food needs to be delicious we are designed to eat food for pleasure so if I had diabetes I would 100% start following their plan for me that would work better but I don't
0: (laughs) and you never will I don't think I will because the way you live thank you so much happy 2024 to you thank you Thanks for listening to the Lisa Fisher Said Podcast. Be sure to hit subscribe and download all the episodes and leave a review, won't you? The Lisa Fisher Said Podcast is produced by ClantonCreative.com.